What's going on, everybody? This is the UGA Sports Calling Show, hosted by Paul Meharry, who is myself, and Jason Butt. And then we've got good old Jed May joining us. If you're wondering where Ben Choppy Bachman is, folks, well, let's just say that he got hungover last night at 1 a.m. And then now, at 8 p.m. the next day, he still can't make it. Uh, so it must be a hell of a hangover. Uh, we got Jason Butt looking like Tiger Woods down there. We got Jed May. I mean, everybody's just having a good time today folks so uh if you're wondering where ben chavi bachman is he's on an 18 hour hangover so next time he's on the show guys make sure to give him some hell guys if you're watching us for the first time or the 50th time you know the drill you can join the conversation by hitting it in the description of the youtube video or the facebook video hit that link it'll bring you into our waiting room and i will bring you in you can either join with your face or not just voice only and we'd love to take your questions and also, if you're watching us for the first time or the 50th time, go ahead and comment where you're watching us from. We'll shout it out on the show live. We've already got a couple folks joining us. Thomas T-Bone says, go dogs. Legend Gamer Plays says, hi, what's up? Hi. And then uh, Darius Jackson says, hello, guys, go dogs. Speaking of go dogs, seems like the dogs had another interesting weekend. Jed May, uh, Georgia finally completed the flip of Raylan Wilson, which we thought was going to happen for quite some time now, I think I actually got a prediction right on that. Hopefully I put it in. Uh, but uh, looks like Georgia's linebacker core, again, is stacking up to be one of the best in the nation. Yeah, uh, for those of you who missed it, Raylan Wilson committed to Georgia about uh, about 2 o'clock this afternoon. He's a guy who – he had Georgia and Michigan in his top two last December, chose Michigan, Glenn Schumann stayed after him. He visited his school um, in January – Rick Wilson came to Athens for a weekend, I think in March, the big recruiting weekend in March, took an official first weekend in June. And then he decommitted from Michigan, I want to say like a week, week and a half ago. And so once that happened, we already kind of thought he was going to flip anyway. But then once he decommitted from Michigan, you're kind of like, it's it's a matter of if not when. And, and sure enough, today he pulled the trigger. So now we joined CJ Allen and what's already a really talented inside linebacker class. Then you got Troy Bulls. Um, who's committing this coming up Saturday? So Georgia could go three for three on its top targets there, and have, I mean, I mean, I find it hard to believe there would be a better inside linebacker group in the country when you look specifically at that 2023 class if if Georgia lands all three of those guys. Wayne Smith down there from Jacksonville, Florida says, "What's up, go dogs!" And then uh, Michael Rowan up in Lumpkin County, Georgia, and uh, D Jacob Watson says, "Go dogs!" Jason, you're wearing the red and black today. Where did you where where'd you head off to? So, uh, we all know Brandon Sudge. He came up to visit um, because the Orioles were playing, being in the DMV, the Orioles were playing the Angels. He is, he actually grew up with Brandon Marsh at Buford High School. And so, um, he came in, I met up with him, and um, I was supporting the Angels. Funny story. So, yesterday we went to the game. Today yeah. we went, Marsh was pulled. He, he did not play. He was not. Not in. So we went to the casino. <laughs> nice. Had a had a great time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if you're up there to watch your uh, your boy play and he's not there, then yeah, get on out of there and go to the casino. Uh, that's where we'll be next weekend, guys. So just so you know, the show will not be here. Roddy's taking the crew down to New Orleans for a little bit of fun. So uh, we will not have a Sunday night show next week. I know you guys are so disappointed in that. Uh, but Scott Anderson says, uh, go dogs from Pooler, Georgia. Guys, tonight is really what your guys' thoughts are, what, what you want to talk about. Because as of right now, we've talked about Raylan Wilson. I want to get into a little bit more of the uh, NIL, kind of how Miami has come on so strong here recently. And uh, 
what that entails. I want to ask Jed a little bit about that as well, seeing how he is now a national analyst, folks. Uh, he is not okay. just with us here at UGA Sports. He's a big timer. Uh, so I want to figure out a little bit more about dive into uh, guys committing so early, because to me, uh, it seems like, you know, if you look at the kind of timeline, we're July, early July, and a lot of the rivals top 250 kids are already committed. A lot of those kids probably already have silent NIL deals, something along those lines. So now with NIL involved, how do you flip a kid? Because it, it used to be you, you had, I don't know, 15 or 20 kids. You were still going after pretty hard in December, especially with the early signing period. Now it seems like if you don't get a spot, then where, where do you go? Yeah. I mean, it, well, and the thing is, it's going to be interesting too. Do you see, could there be kids more likely to flip if you think you're going to get an NIL deal and then you get closer to signing day and you're like, yeah, like promises, not so much. Um, I mean, it's, it's such an unknown because this is, I mean, last year was, was had NIL involved a little bit, but it was still six months into it or whatever when it got legalized. So when you've got this class with a full cycle of it and these kids have had to deal with it for a couple of years, it's going to be so interesting to see how it plays out into December when kids sign i mean no one no one really knows that's what every day we talk about no one knows look at texas a&m no one knows if jimbo fisher's gonna build a dynasty with these recruits or if they're gonna get on campus and there's gonna be um serious team chemistry issues and they fall apart i mean no one knows um or it could be somewhere in the middle like that's there's such a huge unknown going on right now that that no one knows how all this stuff is going to play out it's just, it's just interesting to me because I'm scrolling through the top 50 right here. And I mean, just based off of my terrible math, probably 70% of these kids are committed uh, already. And that's pretty high for right yeah. now, Jason. Do you see a scenario where like, I guess the, the only way you can beat another team and if they have an NIL deal, which not all these kids do, but most of them do, right? Uh, secretly or what have you, is you're just going to have to up your NIL deal later on. Is that maybe what Kirby's playing like a long game in this scenario or Nick say, like, are those guys playing this long game to where we'll flip them at the end? Or uh, I'm just curious, you know, like what, yeah, what's I, the I, I, think, I think NIL comes, comes into play. I know Kirby's been on the record saying he, he's not going after guys when NIL is the number one factor. I believe him. But then at the end of the day, when it comes to flipping guys at the end, yeah, of course they're going to use that as a resource. If they've exhausted whatever it is that uh, that's been at their disposal to try and, and, uh, you know, get them to, to come to Georgia for the other reasons they want, using Trayvon Walker as an example. Like, hey, you don't have to start right away and still become a number one overall draft pick. Uh, at, at the end of the day, though, I mean, they, that as we've talked about before, the Classic City Collective is a great example of, of Georgia using those resources and wanting to set something up so that they can be competitive with these other institutions, Texas A&M, Florida, uh, being Miami, of course, being being good examples of uh, schools that have set up collectives. Florida, I mentioned, which is funny because we talked just last week about how poorly their recruiting is going, even though yeah. it seems like the resources are there in place for them not to be uh, off to such a bad start under Billy Napier. But, <clears throat> um, yeah, just uh, I, I think when, when it comes to NIL, you mentioned all these kids that are committing a little earlier. I think if you're if you're a uh, an athlete, in this era of NIL, I would actually think you would want to commit earlier because it puts that much, it gives you that much more leverage or that much more power in having these other schools, just like you said, upping the ante or, or coming up with better scenarios NIL wise to try and flip you. 
because, uh, you know, if, if everything's open, it's on the table, you're going all the way to signing day without uh, committing. I just don't think that maybe that side of the equation is going to factor in maybe as much as it would. I think just, just me personally thinking like, yeah. if you are coming in, somebody's committed, it seems like they're firm. What will it take to get you off of them? And so, yeah, I, I think that's definitely a scenario that um, I, I see playing out right now. And one reason why you're seeing so many kids committed already. Uh I wanted to get this right for Michael Rowan. He said Lumpkin, Georgia, the town. Where is where is that? I, th- I thought it was just Lumpkin County. Like, there is a Lumpkin, Georgia. Uh, Michael, tell us where that's at, man. Tell us where it's at in the comments. I don't know. Uh, Darius Sr. Is this Go Dogs from Baxley? Is this Darius' dad? It's got to be, right, from Baxley, Georgia? If you, if this is Darius's dad, call into the show. We want to talk to you about Darius, uh, how he's Absolutely. doing. Yeah, this has got to be Darius. There's no way. The elder Smith to come in, uh, Jason, like you said something about, you know, the classic city collective and, mm-hmm. and George using those resources. I think people get confused or not maybe confused, but like Georgia not using NIL as the main part of its pitch isn't the same as Georgia not using NIL at all. Like, I think some people think Georgia just Kirby smart pretends NIL doesn't exist and all that kind of stuff. No, it's, it's emphasized. You talk to recruits. So yeah, Georgia mentions NIL and, you know, downtown Athens has a lot of opportunity. It's just not the focal point of the pitch. I and mean, we've heard Kirby Smart say, it, even in press conferences, like there's more zeros on these NFL contracts than there are on NIL contracts, especially when you see what Georgia guys have done. A lot of it is, you know, Jordan Davis got that law firm or Zaxby's, the JT Dan, stuff like that. So it's used by Georgia. It's not um, neglected or, or whatever. It's just not emphasize as heavily as as it kind of seems like some of these other schools emphasize it. I wonder though if that's gonna flip. See, because Kirby's always playing chess. He's not playing checkers, guys. Like he he knows Kirby's a really good recruiter. And I think that the board over at UJSports.com, the vault has come to realize that because we had a comment right here. Uh I want to find it. Let's see. Mike Madden says 2023 is still looking a little lean, guys. It is right now. I mean Georgia's technically eleventh ranked team, which Coming off a national championship, you'd think it'd be a little bit higher. But is Kirby playing chess right here, not checkers? Is he's waiting on some of these guys to see where their NIL deals fall into place? And it's like, all right, you you got X, Y, and Z. Well, why don't we give you X, Y, Z plus? And then it, you, you get that baseline. You, so you're not the first – it's almost like you're not the first offer, if that makes sense. Um, Darius Sr. says it is indeed him. Darius, Mr. Smith, go into the description – Copy the link and get onto the show with us. I promise you, I'll bring you on. We want to talk to you, see how your son's doing. And, uh, and you know, he should be back in campus soon. Uh, see how everything's going. Let's see. Darius Jackson says, uh, do coaches have control on who gets NIL deals? Jason, you, you talked to classic city collective. Yeah. Uh, what, what, so what do you do with that? The coaches can talk to the the collective. So Matt Hibbs, he runs a classic city collective. Coaches, Matt Hibbs, Kirby, Kirby. So Matt Hibbs, uh, who runs the uh, classic city collective, he used to work for UGA. He was uh, formerly the football compliance guy. He and Kirby Smart, Josh Brooks, they have a great relationship there. The, the whole idea of him uh, coming back, uh, he had left, actually was working at Barstool Sports for a little bit um, and their NIL division and and he came back to uh to start this classic city collective um which is in coordination but not an arm it's not owned by the university it's not um 
financially tied. It, but they, but the rules stipulate that they are allowed to communicate with the coaches. They can communicate with the players. They just, it's not university money. So to answer your question, yes, um, there, there is. And, and one, one example Matt Hibbs gave was say, there's a player who Kirby Smart says, Hey, this guy, uh, you know, his, his stipend, the money that they do get from the NCAA, uh, or not, not from the NCAA, I'm sorry, but they, they do they do get from the university allowed by the NCAA. Um, their cost of living money, you know, if, if that gets sent home, for instance, or if there's a previous NIL deal that they have to send home, um, and so they don't really have that extra money, that extra cash on hand, um, Matt Hibbs can then kind of kind of okay, he gets that information, he contacts that player, hey, I got this for you. You know, you you want to you know you want to sign this contract? We can get you uh, this deal with your name, image, likeness, and uh, set you up that way. So um, there's there's definitely that that communication that exists. And uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily like Kirby saying like you do this, you do this, you do this, or anything like that. I, but yeah, in, in essence, yeah, like um, there, there's no control, there's no punishment. I shouldn't say there's no like punishment, there's no favoritism. I should put it like that. But um, they, there, there are scenarios where, yeah, Kirby can go to the collective or whomever. You know, it's not just the collective doing NIL deals. I mean, you can anybody can do one. They just prefer it to be through the collective so that they can collect uh, data and use it for recruiting. But yeah, they can, um, they can use that. They, they can use those tools and, and make sure guys are uh, able to participate in the NIL process for sure. And folks that are still trying to wrap their heads around this NIL thing, I am too. So you're not alone. Uh, it, it's, it, it is still very new to all of us. Jason had a great explanation there. Yes, Kirby can talk to Matt Hibbs, give direction on where the money should go from that Clyde City Collective. There's also other collectives. There's also other brands that there's also other agents that guys can just sign with and do brand deals with as well if you're a big time athlete. Uh, so it, it's going to be interesting to really kind of follow this whole NIL thing. And the reason I brought it up was because Miami uh, is just going full guns blazing, uh, all steam ahead uh, for their recruiting class this year. And it's interesting to me, right? Because you have a first-year head coach, Mario Cristobal, and I'm not saying Miami's 12th right now. They're behind Georgia, but they've been picking up some steam. They've got uh, Francis, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Buago, Jed, the, off the offensive lineman. Then uh, they just got Jaden Wayne, the five-star I mean, they're picking up steam as we're kind of going through this whole thing. And that's one team that you can look at and say, okay, well, how are they doing NIL and, and what's different? So that's that's why I brought the NIL thing. Another thing I want to touch on uh, is also conference realignment too because we talked about it a little – didn't we talk about it a little bit last week, I think? Neither one of you were on the show. Yeah, I know. Probably. So, yeah. I mean, it happened last week. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did. Uh, but Coach Donnan had a really good point where he brought up uh, the four schools that he thinks should be entering into the SEC pretty soon. And if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, Miami was on one of those four. Uh, and now they are up in there recruiting. So I'm just curious to see your guys' thoughts on, because we didn't get to talk about it last week with uh, either one of you, this whole conference realignment thing, and does it have any effect on recruiting? Does it have any effect on Georgia football at all? Like, what, what's the what's the synopsis that you guys are feeling? I don't know, man. It's 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 like I don't know if scary is the right word, but like it's it might just, be. It might be. It might it be. be. 
just so I mean, okay, I'm I'm 25, right? So I've watched college football for 20 years since I was five. And the yeah. whole time it's been okay, these Pac-12 schools play out here and yep. like the the Southeast like Texas and Missouri red and it's like, yeah, okay. I mean, that kind of makes maybe not Missouri, but AM kind of makes sense. Nebraska goes to the Big 10. I'm not old enough to remember their glory days in the Big 12 and the Big 8. So like, sure. okay, that's fine. Colorado moves. Colorado hadn't been relevant in a while, but now you've got Texas and Oklahoma moving. And now you've got USC and UCLA moving. And now you've got like coach Thomas talking about you got Miami and, and maybe Clemson moving. Like so much is happening so fast. And you wonder like as, as if the NIL wasn't enough already, like right of, yeah. of man, what is college football going to look like in three or four years when this happens? Now you've got conference realignment where, okay, do rivalries matter? I mean, we already knew that they didn't really matter, but like, do, I don't know. And then you, you, you start talking about the whole splitting into a, an upper tier and a lower tier of college football. Well, I mean, I, I like no one cares about my, my, about my opinion, but like, I like it the way it is. Like, okay, what are some of the greatest, what's one of the greatest football games of all time, right? Boise State and Oklahoma in that Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. Boise State and Oklahoma play in a Fiesta Bowl in five years if we split into separate divisions. Like, does, um, I don't know, does, Say Kansas gets gets left behind in, in terms of a football division. Do they go on that magical 07 run when they're ranked number two in the country or Boston College? Like I I just it's I don't know, change is scary. And I feel like <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's really interesting to see what it's gonna look like. Cause people say, you know, you see on Twitter all the time, oh, people have said that the forward pass would kill college football, right? And <laughs> Kill it. And the BCS would kill college football and the playoff would kill college football. And it's all fine. And it all kind of seems to come back in the end to all these changes get talked about all offseason. And then Labor Day weekend comes around and all the games are on the field and it's all good. And college football is weird and all that kind of stuff. But this just seems different. Like this seems like we're really heading for a radical shift split. Like, I, I don't know what you want to call it. That that's really going to alter things. Like, I just, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to love college football forever. That's why I have the job that I have other than uh, Roddy being stupid enough to give me a chance. And I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just, it's, I don't know what it's going to look like in the, not necessarily the change is, is what's scary, but the, the uncertainty. Cause like I said before, it was so certain. Okay. The season ends January 10th every year. You have the off season where you recruit and you go through summer camp and you get your Lindy's magazine and whatever, and it starts again. And now there's so much uncertainty with what it's going to look like, even next fall, right? Even 2023 fall. Yeah. And it's just it's it's unsettling is a better word than scared probably because it's just what has been so certain in college football for a long time. Nothing's certain anymore. I mean, nobody knows what will or will not happen. Jason. Yeah, um, I just feel like this is one step closer to football, at least the major programs breaking away from the NCAA. I think the NCAA will continue to exist. I think the NCAA will be the governing body for some football and a lot of basketball and all of basketball and all of baseball and go down the list of what it governs. There's obviously some things that – or some sports. Um, I think at UGA uh, – your varsity sport, that first varsity sport that comes to mind that's not governed by the NCAA is equestrian. I think football ends up at the highest level breaking away. I just don't see a scenario long. Now, I'm not saying in like four or five years. 
I just don't see a scenario long term with the money that's coming into major college football that the haves continue to operate with the have nots. Like, I think you're going to see a complete break at some point. There's going to be more money that pours into those institutions. They have their own body. They still are tied to the athletic programs. I don't think that college football, I, I think college football will end up at that level will almost be a, a factory for a minor league de facto factory, but at the same time still have the college ties. There's just too much. At the end of the day, there's just too much investment from the, 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 the major donors who pay for the sport at, at each institution for it to just die. So I, I do think that it will maintain collegiate ties, but the one guy who screwed up everything for, with the NCAA keeping control for years and years and years was Mark Emmert, maybe the worst. Uh, you, have, you you roast this guy every chance you yeah, get. Yeah, no, no, I, I need to stop. I need to give the guy a break. But, but honestly, <laughs> we're, we're talking about it again. Like this guy did nothing to to yeah. um, keep up with the with the changing tides over the last decade and um he he has put the ncaa in such a terrible position now you look at it i think that and here's the thing if if they were if everything the ncaa was going to fold and and you were just going to have start from scratch it would have happened already by now there's definitely a major um yeah you know there there's a need for the ncaa and i don't think these these institutions want it to go away and i think every big time program will maintain its ties i just see football i i just don't see football staying long term i could be wrong that's just my thought here on whatever day today is july what july 10th yeah that's that's my belief right now is that yeah there'll be some other governing body you have maybe your 40 50 big time programs you welcome them in and uh, you start from there. Maybe other programs over time join, leave the NCAA. But um, but that that's that's just kind of how I I see that in the long term. Maybe in the next decade. Maybe in the next twenty years. We've got a caller here, Andy. What? What's going on, man? Yo, what's up? I'm from Denmark. Denmark. Okay. Yes, you big college football guy. Uh, no, no. Well, I like uh, football too, but like, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I like sport. I, I don't okay. really know what you guys are about. Like, you, you guys look like golfers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, try, we do yeah. try to play golf. Yeah. We cool, do try to cool. play golf. I watched a lot of in a day. Does that count? Do you know Tour de France? What was that? Tour de France. Tour de France. Yeah. Tour de France. Yeah. It was yeah. in my city two weeks ago. I filmed a live stream on YouTube. Oh, that's awesome. It was yeah, crazy. Cool. World's biggest ways, uh, bike ways, you know? Yeah, well, that's that's pretty cool. I appreciate you watching from Denmark. Hopefully, you can learn a little bit about Georgia football, Georgia Bulldogs football. Absolutely. Like, do you watch Danish football? I don't. I no? don't. Christian no. Eriksson. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I yeah. know about Eriksson. Yeah. yeah. You know, he tossed yeah. that wide in the air. It's it's a miss every time, but he's okay. He got a heart attack last time he he tossed the ball. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, it's it terrible in the EM. God, All man, right, Andy, we'll, we'll holler at you, man. Um, you never know what's going to show up, guys. Get. I love you it. That's know, awesome. You never know what you're going to get, guys. Uh, I, God, man, this happens to me all the time. It just throws me off, guys. Uh, Darius, 
Senior says, I'm too shy, guys. Darius, you don't have to turn your camera on. You can just call in without your camera. This guy just talked Listen. to us from Denmark about soccer and a guy having a heart attack. I don't know what's going on, man. Listen, man, I, if, if Darius Senior's too too shy, I'll, I'll take this moment to brag on his son because I've, I've done this enough on, on rumors versus facts. I need to move it over here, too. I think Darius Smith is like – and I don't just say this because his dad is on the air because you can ask Blaine and, and Trent. I'll say this on rumors versus facts. All sure. Darius sure, Smith yeah. has uh, a huge <laughs> – I do – he has. They told me to shut up about it. Darius Smith has a huge, huge, huge. Like I think he might have the highest ceiling or upside of the guys in this class. And that's saying something because you got two five stars in Michael Williams and um and Marvin Jones. But just the raw length and athleticism and just freakiness he has is amazing. Like he can he can dunk. He's six six. I think he's probably about two twenty two twenty five. Like he's just. You can't Leonard Floyd like, yes, Leonard Floyd like, um, Adam Anderson like, like he, he just, he, he's got so much. And the thing is, he has the time to, like, I don't know how much he'll play year one, just because he he is a little bit on the raw side. But by the time that say redshirt freshman year comes around, twenty three, he could be a guy that comes out of nowhere, that that just blows people away. I mean, I really think because I watched him play a game last year against Tiff County, which is. Um, you know, not not a, a joke of a school by any means, and he just dom- He was the best player on the field. Had a, a strip fumble to to steal the game at the end. He had a few sacks. Um, plays receiver, tight end for him too. I mean, he's a great, great athlete. So I think molded by Chidera Uzo Deribe for a year, year and a half, or twenty twenty three, he could be a guy that has a really, really huge breakout season next fall, especially with Nolan Smith and Robert Beal going after this year. Yeah, yeah, you. Uh... I don't know how much Darius paid you for that, but that's good. <laughs> good. Uh, no, I, I agree though. I think he is, he is very raw, but I think at the same time, the very Leonard Floyd, like uh, Fred F says, Paul, Jed, Jason checking in from West Palm, Florida. And then he gave us a laugh and emojis. I don't guys, to hey. be honest with you, I don't know how we get uh, this. Our man, Andy, what he said, I gave a like and a sub. Thanks for having me on the show. I, I, I don't know how you stumble across this and then call in. Like we've had it multiple times, it's just weird to me. We're just that charismatic, Paul. That's all there is. You think that you think that's what it is? They just want to talk to me. Yeah, I just want to talk to you. You know, you're 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 spitting all the good stuff, and they're just like, you know what? I may not know about Georgia football, but I'm gonna give this guy a call. Hey, Paul, give a give a shout out to my guy Jr. down here. I am. I was just Bowman. Click about Bowman GA on. right down the road from where I'm from. Yeah, got yeah. a great uh, great little grocery store raised down there. Granite Bowl. There. The Grant Bowl's down there. Uh, Grant Bowl's in Elberton. It's close, but isn't it? Isn't that where the next time? Oh, from Elberton or Elberton. Yeah. Like, it is well, technically from Bowman. Like, Bowman's like oh, okay. Bowman's a little bitty. It's like what you would think. Like one red light in the center of town. There's one little restaurant on the other side of the red light. There's a gas station um, slash uh, grocery store. I was just but they actually have a sign there now. That says home of Miko Hardman, right? The center. Oh, that's cool. It's weird because they got him in a Georgia jersey, but they don't have a Chiefs picture on there yet. So hmm. we got to get that up. You just don't like the NFL. You know, it's the South. I guess. Yeah. I guess. Francisco says, finally catching a live show. I'm in Bozeman, Montana. I listen to the podcast all the time. Go, dogs, man. We appreciate that. Awesome. We appreciate that. Reaching out to Bozeman, Montana. One more uh, month before snow in Bozeman. So make uh, make use of the good weather while you can. Yeah, just, just, 
shit all over his parade. Why don't you, Jed? Uh, this guy's trying to have a great summer. You tell him, hey, one more month until you're stuck in the house for the rest of the year. So, uh, you know, have fun, Francisco. Thanks for watching the show. One more month, though, until you're really screwed, bud. Uh, I didn't say snow was bad. I like snow. <laughs> no, I'd like it uh, less if I was in Montana, probably. But snow's cool. Our man Brett said he searched football on YouTube. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. I, I guess. I don't know. It's it's weird, Brett. Brett, you always comment, but you don't you don't call into the show. Why is that? Mm. It's like the Brian Brian Windhorse thing. It's like, why is that? <laughs> is that what that is that what that is? I didn't watch the segment, but I've seen this. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he, he yeah, he, it was it's pretty funny. He went, he was like, the Nets and the Jazz made a trade that nobody would know about. Why is that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Brett, you're always commenting, but you never call in. Why is that? Um Let's see if we, I, I think we the, we've got Darius Senior in here, but he's got to connect his mic. So uh, we'll get him in here hopefully in just a second. Uh, let's see here. Antoine Simpson says, "What's up, Darius Senior? Good to see you on. I was watching on my Roku. Had to switch over. Well, Darius, you got to turn your mic on for us to get you on, my man, and we will uh, definitely talk to you. Uh, we Jacks dogs are wanting to know how Slime Singletary's doing. I got a bunch of friends in Jacksonville. Uh, Phil Rogers, they're over on the." Uh, I think east side of town, I think. Uh, but we will not know too much about slime until uh, practice starts next month. Where's number nine? He posted Where's that on Instagram. He's wearing number nine. Slime slime nine. Can you can you rhyme with that? Slime nine? Mm. Nine slime? Is it slime or slim, Paul? I think it's slim. Oh, it is slim. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is slim. You can't read. <laughs> yeah, it is slim. I was, uh, I was actually, I didn't know, and I was, uh, I just assumed was like, well, he must have left the e off, but no, nah, you just can't read. Nah, he, I mean, the game I saw him play. He looked actually. I think I saw him play twice last year, and he looked good. He looked great both games. I watched him play. Really natural. Um, Brett, know, he moves Brett, really well. Not, with Brett said he's not much of a talker. I get it, Brett. I'm just giving you a hard time. I just really wanted to do the why is that uh, thing. So. You're good. Um, Francisco says we have until late October, Jed, you asshole, until the Southern boys. <laughs> uh, don't go. Uh, hey, listen, I will, I will say this. Does anyone remember a few years ago when it was week, you know, the week zero college football game and, and it was like Montana. Someone played at Montana, like North Dakota State or somebody played at Montana University. It was an electric environment there, like Montana. You, I don't know <laughs> it was an electric. Montana, electric. They're uh, they're usually pretty good at the uh, at the yeah. Montana and Montana State, I think. Yeah, it was really good. And they the I remember the Falcons just drafted. Uh, they did uh, was it Montana. It was Montana, right? Not Montana State. It was Montana State. Montana. Okay, it was Montana State. Okay. Last name was Sam. Yeah. Anderson. Troy Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, yeah. He's supposed to be off the charts athletically, allegedly. We'll see. Yeah. Phil Rogers says, guys, I am 70 years old. Uh, there we go, Phil. That's great. Congrats. Um, watching this from Texas, Nick that. Purifoy. What's up, man? He says he's a big dogs fan. Curious on how you all believe the inside linebacker and safety rotation works out this year. Jason, I'm going to let you take this Woo! because I don't have a clue. Yeah, I don't really know either. Um You've got Dan Jackson's going to be there. I know that. <laughs> what was it? Small Munden. I mean, I think he's going to. I think right now I'd give him the lead uh, at um, takeover for uh, Nicobe Dean. That's just who I. Who I think. I think you've got. Um, you know, Dumas Johnson. Uh, you got Johnson. Yeah, but 
you have guys I think you're going to have a good you're going to have a, a, maybe the first couple of weeks I think you're going to see it you know feeling it out Christopher Smith at safety that, that's that's yeah. a no-brainer um yeah Tyke Smith, man, I've been hyping this guy up for a while. Yeah, and Tyke Smith, I, I think they have options uh, when it comes to, you know, who they who they really want at nickel, right? Because Tyke Smith, if they want him a nickel, you know, they, they have a decision to make it safety. No matter what, I think you'll see a package with Dan Jackson. I do not expect him to be starting. I know some of these people just because he was he's not a, a scholarship player, they don't want to see him on the field. But um, I think I think he'll play. He start? You think he starts, Chad? Dan Jackson? No, no, no. I'm not saying he starts. I'm just no, saying, I'm saying. I'm asking Jed. Do you think oh. Jed? Do you think Dan Jackson starts? I mean, it's well. It kind of goes back to what you said, Paul. Like, do they want Dan Jackson at safety and Tyke Smith at star? Or do they want Tyke Smith at star and or Tyke Smith at safety and um, Javon Bullard at star? Or you got we got still got you still got William Poole too. Still, still got, got William Poole. Yeah, yeah, I mean, where, he, can, he, can like, he can play everything at this point. Yeah. yeah, I mean, does Georgia win the – I mean, everyone forgets in the Keeley Ringo, the pick six and all that, William Poole had a perfectly played third down breakup he on did. the Alabama yeah, drive before that. That, he like, did. you could not – and everyone kind of made jokes about it after the the first Alabama game. I was like, oh, we put William Poole in. Well, William Poole got, he, got, he, got, he, got, he got blasted in the first He had game. a fantastic, fantastic he, game. Or at least that play he, itself was, yes. was huge in that national championship. <laughs> All right, here we go. Just to you know, just because we're a little bit out, yes or no, Dan Jackson starting. We'll come back to it mm-hmm. and when the season season opener against Oregon. Does Jan, Dan Jackson start in the secondary? Yes or no from both of you? No, no. I say no. I'm gonna say yes. Would I be shocked if he did? No, but I. I'm gonna I, say yes. I say no. I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say old Dan Jackson gets the start. I don't know if he plays that much, but I think he gets the start. He's gonna play a lot if he starts, but he's, he's gonna play. He's gonna factor in. Don't get I'm me just wrong. saying. Just saying. I, I think he. I think he starts. Uh, we're going through. Uh, tell, the let's, tell the story. Like, let, I, I just want to put that out there. I know people they get all bent out of shape about scholarships and stars. If Kirby Smart trusts you to be on the football field, you're a good football player. He's not. He doesn't put guys out there just for the hell of it or for a good story and all that nonsense that people – Didn't Mark Rick used to do that, though, if we're being honest? On special teams, I would I, I would lean toward that. But, no, <laughs> don't do that. I'll say that when John Travers was the special teams coordinator at Georgia or coach, they didn't really have a coordinator. So when he was running the special teams units, man, they used to have guys that had no business being on the football field. And I remember being at the Red and Black and – and uh, it, it, it was very much at that point, it was like, well, we like these walk-ons because they care more about the game than the scholarship guys. And that's just the biggest bunch of crap. Like, Kurt, like when Kirby came, he saw the special teams units filled with scholarship guys, and they tried just as hard. Like, yep. give me a break. Uh, looking up Dan Jackson here, guys. Redshirt in 2019, member of the scout team, member of the scout team 2020, and then 2021 played in all 15 games with four starts against Kentucky, CSU, Georgia Tech, and Bama. That's finished with 40 tackles. I mean, that's pretty crazy. Uh, His story is incredible. I mean, this is like no. a did even did even have a profile coming out of high school? Like, I don't think so. No. Part is like think back to G Day last year and Darnell Washington. Right, has that huge yes. catch. Yes. Dips on Dan Jackson into the earth, and at the time we're like, poor Dan Jackson. Like this poor guy. He's just here for depth. He's got no business like trying to tackle Darnell Washington, and then like he's literally starting in in a national championship or whichever Alabama game he started. Like 
it's not quite story level great, but it's it's pretty close. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't see a profile for Dan Jackson. Um, yeah, I remember any, I, I remember I remember anywhere. talking to his high school coach uh, last. It was last. It would have been last spring, and he was he was just so he could have gone. I, I want to say like maybe a um like shorter or a college. Yeah. Not, I don't think it was shorter, but it, it was like a college like that. Those were the only programs that were like offering any kind of financial aid for the guy, and he he ended up somehow just getting a walk-on spot at Georgia. I mean, that's 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 just that's crazy. Like you don't see that at this level of football. You don't you don't see that and especially on a, a national championship team. It's one thing to to have this happen uh you know if it was like Kansas State or Missouri or you know a, a mid-tier power right. five school. But I mean, at Georgia, like now, kudos to the, the walk-on program to be able to find uh, a guy like him. Hell, Stetson Bennett, too, for that matter, six, eight, 15 years ago, whenever it was that he showed up. <laughs> uh, Carl, Carlos Folsom <laughs> says, Tresman Marshall, Pop, Munden, Ryan, and Walker will all play at middle linebacker. He's saying Marshall and Pop are the starters day game one. I don't mm-hmm. Tresman Marshall had a very good G day. I don't know, though. I don't know. I think Munden athletic. I don't know if you can have Pop and Marshall on the field at the same time. So it makes sense. They're both kind of the same linebacker to me. Here's a question: Like Marshall and Ryan Davis, they're more experienced, but they're also they they've been injured a lot. So do you go with the experienced guys that at least know the defense a little bit more, or does the athleticism of of a smile Munden went out? Because like Trevor Marshall and Ryan Davis haven't gotten a lot of at least first team game experience. So how does that weigh in? Like that's going to be a competition. That's going to go through all fall camp, probably. And then you look at Jalen Walker there. Jalen Walker's a guy that looks really good coming out of high school in North Carolina. So could he work his way in? So it's – it's. I mean, not that I gave any great information there, but it's going to be a competition that's going to be – because they, you know, they like rolling those guys in and out anyway. So it's going to be right. – you know, if, say, one guy you, – you don't, you don't play every single snap if you're an inside linebacker, so it's going to be on those guys to kind of, you know, make the most of their chances when they get in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious what the rotation will be. That's that's probably, I guess, looking ahead, uh, the one position that we can look at and say, I don't know. You know, offensive line's pretty much set. You've got a couple pieces there that you've got to figure out. But for the most part, offensive line's set. Wide receiver's set as long as you're healthy. Uh, running backs, you're set. Uh, Branson Robinson could be an addition to that running back room. You could start. But, like we've yeah. talked about it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what I'm saying though, they're set there. Quarterbacks. Exactly. Are, That's what I mean. Your third guy right, right now, or fourth guy right now. I mean, yeah, you're set with Stetsnick quarterback. Your tight ends are best in the country. So there's your offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Your D line, you got a couple holes that you have to fill. But you have Jalen Carter, and then you just put big bodies around him and let him go to work. Outside linebacker Robert Beal and Nolan Smith. Robert Beal's like a 17th year senior. So, I mean, you're set there. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you go to cornerbacks. You've got Ringo. It's probably going to be Kamari Laster at the other corner position. Your safeties are back, whether it be Dan Jackson, Chris Smith, Will Poole, or Tyke Smith. But the one position that probably we'll have to watch the most is that inside linebacker. And it's been such a huge position for Georgia. Roquan Smith, uh, N'Kobe Dean, Tay Crowder, Monty Rice, I mean, the list goes on and on, that whoever's going to step up is more than likely going to be, you know, the best option. And you've got a lot to pick from right there. It's just I think this is the first time where, you know, 
Glenn Schumann's going to have to replace both of them. And, you know, well, three, really? Because yeah, yeah, three. Yeah, you had, you had Walker, too. Yeah. So it's just going to be interesting to see, you know. Uh, Scott Anderson says, don't sleep on Starks. I agree. I agree. Yes, yeah, man. I agree. I'm, with you. I'm with you there, Scott. I think he's a young, talented guy who uh, I'm interested just to see how his, his skill set in the back end translate at the college level. Look at this, man. Oh, my goodness. What's up, Dane? What's up, guys? I was doing the thing. Paul had messaged me apparently like what an hour ago, and I was yeah. doing the thing of like, how long can I ignore this before like <laughs> I don't think that he's gonna say yeah, come on anyway. And so then I just text him, oh, I didn't see it, and then he's like, yeah, come on. I'm like, well, dang it, I should have waited another ten minutes. <laughs> well, well, why why you're here? I think we have Darius Senior finally. Darius, you there? All right. Yes, sir. Hey, what's going on, Mr. Smith? How's it going? Good to see you. Uh, too much sitting there looking at y'all. <laughs> that's a that's a terrible that Sunday a terrible night. night. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's so a great long. Sunday night. Get these guys out of here. We look good. Oh, the confidence. <laughs> so how is uh how's Darius doing? Is he back in Athens? What's the what's kind of the next month look like for him? Um yes, he's back in Athens. He's been up there since May the thirty first. He came home probably for the 4th of July weekend for about two days. Then we took him back. But I talked to him today. He said everything's going good, and he get, he's getting the playbook down now. Yeah, that's that's probably the biggest thing. I mean, so you dropped him off. What was he, 6'6", 225 when you dropped him off in Athens? Is he, is he still yes, that, sir. or they already put some weight on him, or what, what's he looking like? No, right now he's like 6'6", 235, I think. <laughs> already? Wow. Yeah. So in, in – uh, uh, six weeks, he's already gained 10 pounds, huh? Yeah, if not more, because uh, he had to go to the dentist to have some of his teeth removed. Yeah. So he's actually been on a liquid diet and gained 10 pounds. <laughs> a heck, of a, heck of a weight program at Georgia. <laughs> if I'm on a liquid diet and I gained 10 pounds, it's because I, like, I had a weekend where I drank a lot of beer or something. <laughs> yeah, that's usually my liquid diet, yeah. <laughs> But not, I mean, so he's from a small school. Obviously, you guys are from Baxley, Georgia. What's kind of been his whole approach to this now that he's in there? He's got these five star guys there with him. I mean, he's a four star himself. I mean, he's a beast himself. What's his take on his freshman year? What's he looking forward to the most, I guess? And, and just for folks that don't have a kid that are in college athletics, especially during this time, what's it like for you uh, kind of watching this from the outside in? You've been coaching him and probably watching him grow up this whole time. What's it like for you as well? I mean, it's very exciting to see him going up against better competition. That's something I want to see. Yeah. And he's taking it. He's taking it. He's taking it all in. Like he always tell me, like he want to stay in the weight room. He want to stay on the in the film room. He um on the weekends he say he jogs to the uh, field and run through the players on his own in his head. And uh, he just he's just working, trying to put in the work. He know he's gonna have to work. You know, iron sharpens iron. That's why you want to go to a school like the University of Georgia. You want to go against the best. You kind of took my question. My next question out of my mouth. Go ahead, Jason. I was gonna ask why he picked Georgia, and there you go. Iron sharpens iron. So go ahead, Jason. Yeah, I was asking who uh, of the upperclassmen who's really uh, taken to him and really taken him under his wing so far. Um, I think he like he pretty much stays like pays attention to Nolan and Bill and you know the guys Chaz Chambers the guys that play his, play his position he pretty much you know watches them and stay up under them learning 
So, Mr. Smith, I, I got a question for you. When, as a parent, what does the a recruiting pitch from Kirby Smart and Will Muschamp, those guys, what does that sound like towards you as a parent from them saying, hey, we're gonna we're the ones that we're the ones to take care of your son for the next three or four years? I mean, <clears throat> from what I've seen, you know, I have another son that's going to the 11th grade, and so he's mm-hmm. kind of going through it a little bit, the process a little bit now. From what I've seen, nothing compares to Georgia, and that's I'm not calling out no schools by name or nothing like that, but I just I I haven't seen nothing compared to what Georgia has going on up there. So they really didn't have to say too much to me. They really didn't have to say too much to Darius because once Darius knew they was on his radar, he was committed and he shut down his whole Instagram. That was like in, in his 11th grade year, he shut everything yeah. down. Yeah, I mean, Tell he was to the, keep uh, it shut down. It's not going to help him to keep that going on. Just shut it all, all the social media down. Yeah, he, he wasn't looking for no attention or none of that. He Once he got his school, he, that, he was done. It was over with. And, and that's why I think – I don't know if you heard Jed earlier. I don't know if, if uh, Darius Jr. has paid Jed. I don't know what's happened. Jed is, <laughs> Jed is on the Darius Smith hype train, okay? And not saying it's a bad thing. I'm there with him. Uh, Jed, but, that's not how NIL works, buddy. You got to get the system right. <laughs> yeah, you got to turn the system around, Jed. You got to pay him. Uh, but no, you know, he committed back December 2020, and then nobody talked about him because obviously he wasn't a big story. He wasn't a fight for Georgia. And then you see, I want to say, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, it was like a playoff game where he was lined up on kickoff and he's lined up next to the other kids on his team. And he is a whole foot taller than them. Do you remember that Derek, Mr. Darius? Like that yes, picture. Sir. Yes, sir. And that's, that's where everybody was like, Oh man, Darius Smith. Remember that kid? Yeah. He can. Oh my God. That's him. Like that was when it kind of came back full circle. Like, Oh, Darius Smith might be a problem. You know, he's South Georgia boy. Like, yeah, he's not talked about often. Like you said, he shut down his Instagram and here he is, 6'6", 235 on a liquid diet, uh, <laughs> yeah. putting in work. I thought that was weird in, in high school. Like, he was – for him to play defensive end, he was the fastest kid on our football team. I thought that was weird. Like, Well, I mean, that's the thing. When I went down there to watch him play, I had never seen him before or interviewed him. So, you go down there and you're kind of looking around like, all right, which one's Darius? He wears number nine, I think. And then you see the kid, like you said, oh, he's a foot taller. He's – He's jacked. He's, he runs fastest. He lifts them up. Like, like, oh, yeah, that's that's probably the kid that's uh, that's committed to the number three team in the country or whatever at the time. So he – I'm telling y'all, just mark this down in, what, a year and a half, and just we'll come back to this UGA Sports Live, and I'm telling y'all, Darius Smith is going to be that dude in Athens. I'm telling you. Yeah. Hey, yeah, Mr. I think Smith, when uh, – Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I think when people find out how really how fast he is – it's going to be something special. We've got a question from uh, Nick Purifoy. He said, Mr. Smith, did you play any collegiate uh, ball yourself anywhere? No, sir, I did not. <laughs> are you are you 6'6", or is Darius just a, uh, a freak Darius of a, nature? He's a freak of nature. <laughs> Darius, yeah. Darius Sr. is like, I'm 5'7", 180 pounds. I don't know where <laughs> this kid came from. Uh, no, nah, I ain't that small. Name. I'm not that small now. I'm not that small. <laughs> I'm maybe like you, I'm I'm probably like six one, maybe two twenty right now. Is your family originally from Baxley? How did you guys end up there? Yes, sir. We I was we were all born and raised in Baxley. I have nine brothers and one sister, so we I got a pretty big family. 
Jeez. So y'all can fill up the stadium down there. I ask yeah, because yeah. I'm from East Dublin. So like in, in the super small rural Georgia towns, when you have a Darris that comes in and, and shows out in backslang, gets to UGA, it's a big, big, big deal for that city, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, for the, for the, for the people who are into sports, it is. You just, it's just where I come from. You know, like this town is, it's a three red light town. <laughs> and, and you go to the grocery store and everybody's asking how he's doing probably right they're like what's yeah. he looking like yeah how's he doing yeah, that, me and my wife we rather leave out the house because we you know people just question you so much you get you get tired of it. <laughs> well you know I, I appreciate you taking the time with us uh mr smith to to come on here and kind of give us a you know in-depth look into all kind of the backstory we'd love to have you on once summer camp starts and and Darius gets moving and kind of you know talk to us again about how he's doing then once the 100 degree and 70 percent humidity hit to him see if he's still at that 235 or if he's going to shed some of that water weight off or not uh but i pre- i think he'll get up to probably about 245 for the season start is that is that where they want him at 245 um when he when he first got recruited that was like 235 they wanted him at 235 but i think that was coming in yeah okay so I, I, w- I would imagine probably like 240, 245 playing the outside linebacker spot would be pretty good for him. Yeah, I'd say I'd say that would uh, do just fine. With that kind of yeah. going to be electric, that's for sure. Yeah. It's it's weird because, like, he put on 10 pounds and you can't really tell. So, yeah, so he puts on another 10 and he's just going to keep continuing to look like a freak. He's going he's gonna to look, like, look like Quay Walker did uh, at the G-Day last year and everybody's like, oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> on the sidelines. What what number did he uh, end up picking out? Um, he wound up with nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. Well, Mr. Darius, we're not going to take up too much of your time. We sure do appreciate you calling in though, uh, and, and giving us a little backstory on him. I know everybody watching uh, appreciates this as well. So, no problem, guys. I watch all every 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 show. I watch. So, oh God! No That's so bad for you, man. We're here, live. We, we see him on UGA Sports Live all the time, and we love the interaction. And I, hey, well, I think you guys don't get him on your show, in the though. chat. Yeah, you guys don't get him on your show, though. I wonder why. I was <laughs> oh, it me? Is that what you're saying, Paul? I don't know. I'm just saying. Okay. Hey, okay. Mr. Uh, Smith, we'll holler at you later on. Appreciate you. All right, Smith. thanks, guys. All right, thank you. Marlon Green says, "Go dogs." So, is that the number uh, yeah. one guest in show history, or is it still Carson Beck's grandmother? Uh, I don't want to play favorites, man. I, like I don't want to play favorites. They're, 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 they're tied for one. Fred F. says, great interview. Um, I think a, because – Darius is bigger, so he, like if we got in a fight, Darius has got a better – like they both Here, – Here's the thing, me, though. Here's but the like Darius will really beat me, so I, I'll <laughs> we, say that. Mr. Smith. How about the threat of violence? What the, what the hell? We, we had to we had to what I'm asking, Jason, is if you got in a fight with Carson Beck's grandmother, what do you think is gonna happen? Where are we yeah, doing? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not entertaining this hypothetical. Why are we fighting Carson Beck's grandmother? Apparently, because he's the backup quarterback. <laughs> ben actually she might have an issue with Ben. Ben Ben would have been yeah. or two weeks ago. Yeah. Who yeah. doesn't though, right? He he's um, got all these yeah. <laughs> um so I would say, Dane, to rank them, I would say Carson Beck's grandma's first because it was completely out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But Mr. Smith gave us some good insight there as well. He's also like, he watches our stuff though. She was completely out of the blue, just popped into the studio here as an older lady. And I was like, what is she doing here? I put her on and I was like, hello. Like, hey, I'm Carson Beck's grandma. Let's talk football. And I was like, but did y'all see how quick Paul, who's a little rough around the edges for the show, like trying to make it whatever (laughs) on Sundays, he's like, oh, hello, Mr. Smith. Thank you for joining the show. (laughs) That was fantastic. Very professional of you. Uh, you know, sometimes you have to switch gears, Dane. Sometimes you have to switch the switch the gears. I ain't hating. You you saw me be like, hey, I'm from South Georgia too. Talk to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. Nip says, how about them dogs? Salute the channels. I don't know what that means, Nip. Sounds cool. That means. But yeah, salute the channels for sure. Uh, let's see here. Jeff Hightop says, Justice is committing next Sunday. Get ready for another crazy weekend with Bulls on Saturday. Is Justice committing next Sunday? So I actually talked to Justice today. Um, He didn't mention anything about it. I can check back in with him, but yeah, we'll see. The uh, scoop from old Jeff Hightop here. Yeah, Hightop's putting you on the scoop, Jeff. Yeah. Saying Justice is committing next Sunday. My job is always up for grabs. So. Roddy's, Dane, anything on – go ahead, Jed. I was going to say Roddy's DMs are probably open on the board. If you want to hit him up, on yeah. okay, whatever. Um, I can tell you one person who's not going to take your job, and that's Ben Choppy Bachman, folks. If you haven't – if you didn't join us at the beginning of the show, Ben decided last night to go out and get drunk. Okay, cool, whatever. What are you doing? But we are now 19 hours later, and he's still hungover, couldn't make the show, so I had to call Jed. Jed came on. I had to DM Dane. Dane came on. So I can tell you who's not taking your job, Jed, is Ben Chavi Bachman. Prayer, T's and P's, guys, in the chat. Can we get some T's and P's, thoughts and prayers for Ben Chavi Bachman as he overcomes this 19-hour hangover uh, that he endured <laughs> last night? Um, so We need to find out what he drank, though, because like I want to avoid that if it causes 19 hours. Like I handle my alcohol well, but like I don't know. That's, that's, that's Ben's like, he's the young one, though. He's like yeah, 20. He's- Two? He's, probably, he's probably still drinking Evan Williams and oh god, oh, I'll just say, and, yeah, Natty I, Light. I'm sure, or Natty Bo, because he's up in, in Baltimore. That's what they. He can't come to New Orleans, right? Like that's we we can't. No, be yeah, doing he's, that. Not, he's not. We almost lost Paul in Vegas. We can't be losing. I think it's Paul and grandmother's birthday or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. We almost lost Paul in Vegas just to dehydration. Yeah. <laughs> we did. I heard about that. We did. It was. Marlon's throwing up the T's and P's for Ben, man. We appreciate Thank you, that. Uh, Fred F's throwing up the T's and P's. Uh, Brett, T's and P's for Ben. We appreciate it. Uh, salute to the channel. He means us. Cool. He said, I'm CJ Allen's dad. Well, come on the show. This is come great. On the, come on the show. Let's do oh, it. Everybody, yeah. Why are we getting better recruiting interviews on this than we've ever gotten on a Rumors versus Facts before? I don't That's know. What I don't know, Jed. I don't know. Why is that? Why is Why that? Is that? Man, oh. listen, come back. You come back. Hey, See, Nip, here's Nip, the thing. Come on the show, bro. Come on the show. Let's get let's get a little interview going with you. Uh, we'll talk about CJ Allen and then we'll jump off this thing. But go ahead. If you're looking at it, click the link in the description. And all you haters out there, don't try to log in and say your nip. Okay. I can see like it, it goes with your YouTube. So don't don't play like that. Um, but nip, go ahead and log on. You can do like Mr. Smith did. You don't have to have video unless you want Mr. to show us what you're drinking on. Uh, but uh go ahead and call in and we can. We can talk about CJ a little bit. Is uh, um, Hawaii in the ACC yet? I haven't been paying attention today. Maybe. It's possible. 
Nick says, seeing all these awesome players' parents on here, it has me wondering, who's the most famous person ever on the dog vent or the vault? Jeff Foxworthy's on it. I know that yeah, that's true. Foxworthy, uh, Kisner, Kevin Kisner's on the dog vent. Um, There's God, this guy named Dane Young that's, you know. Yeah. He's big I'm sure, I'm sure oh, there are right. I'm sure there are a ton of uh, former Bulldogs that are still on the dog vent or have got a dog vent membership, uh, Nick. Kisner and Fox were the first two that come to my mind. But, I mean, like you said, if, if we were to run through, I'm sure like Benjamin Watson probably has one. Um, Maria Taylor might. I don't know. You know, like I don't know who the most famous one would be. But I wouldn't be surprised if um, like Champ Bailey even had one, to be honest. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Champ might right. have one. I mean, I talked to him a couple of years ago. Um, he's still very clued, clued into what's going on with Georgia, and he seemed to know. Yeah, I mean, he's a very, very down to earth guy. So, Nip says he's got bad internet connection. We'll give you that, Nip, next week, though. Oh, next week, we're going to be in New Orleans. Week Three. after that. Yeah. Uh, two weeks from now. Get your. Uh, Get your internet going. Dare Senior giving Nip the uh, fist bump. Look at that love from the parents there, man. We're not doing a show um, in New Orleans? Oh, we, we got to do something live in New Orleans for people. We're going to be on the plane. We fly we're back. We're going to be on the airport. Yeah, we're going to be in the plane. Yeah. Um, we'll have to pop us for 30 minutes. We'll just chat. We can do the Wi-Fi on Delta and just do a chat. Yeah, it wouldn't be awkward at all for people sitting around us. Um, Fred F says, uh, please pick it back up the conversation about O-line recruiting for 2023. That was great last night. Fred, I wanted to end the show on a high note. Um, I didn't really <laughs> want to go down that road. That's all uh, I but if you want to. Yeah, if you want to, uh, we can. Right now, O-line recruiting Jed. Um... What is that? That's the wind horse thing, right? What is that? Yeah, it's the wind horse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so you have Bo Healy for now. I, I don't know, guys. I just have a gut feeling Bo Healy ends up flipping to Auburn. I haven't heard that. I don't – I just – I got a weird feeling. And before anyone knocks my gut feelings, I had a – I don't know. Louisville's right there with Madden Sanker. I had a weird feeling about him in Louisville a long time ago. So I don't know. I just – Something – I just got a gut feeling about Bo Healy. So, say you lose him and your line class is – I guess you wouldn't be down to zero because you got Joshua Miller. So, you got Joshua Miller for, who flipped from Penn State. You got Kelton Smith. Jordan sits in a good spot with him. He's committing, I think, a week from Tuesday. I think it's, it's either the 19th or the 21st. So, say you land those two guys. After that, it, it, it's really up in the air because you got TJ Shanahan, five-star. Jordan's in a good spot with him. Texas A&M is charged now. Samson Okanlola, he's got like eight teams involved. Became a multi-day unofficial to Georgia. He's a hard guy to read. I, I don't think Georgia ends up with him. I don't know what his commitment timeline is. So Georgia had to get him back on campus, I would say, to make a serious charge with him. Monroe Freeling, Georgia Notre Dame, he's a hard guy to read. He does have a, a relationship with serialist dating back to North Carolina. Olau Salinen from Finland. I think he's leaning towards Al, um yeah, Alabama. You say, you say, did you say from Finland? Originally from Finland, yeah. He's like in, Ma in Massachusetts right now, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. I thought his you dad, said. And the thing is, this, the thing is weird his, his dad played for the Falcons right. for, for a couple years, but it seems like Alabama, Miami, they've been on him a lot longer. And I think that love, longer time love, I guess, resonates with him a little more. 
Jed, I've been um, doing this a little bit longer than you, not the recruiting specifically, but just media coverage. So I'm going to give you a little secret here. When you right. hear Finland is in his background, the first thing you do is you go to Roddy and you say, I got to go see where he grew up and be able to tell that story. <laughs> and you cannot do that from Massachusetts. So you need no. to be making that happen. And yep. if you need someone to come with you, obviously with the experience you know, that we're talking I know about. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, too. yeah, offensive. I mean, it's just – it's so – fluid like you just don't know who georgia's because it doesn't seem like i think georgia leads for kelton smith but outside of that i wouldn't say they really lead for anyone maybe they have a slight lead for monroe freeling but even then that's three guys and you don't know if there's a guy that's gonna emerge out of nowhere like there hasn't really been that kind of guy from a camp that at least that we've heard about in june i could obviously try to flip someone um but yeah it's i mean o-line recruiting is really up in the air right now, and I just don't really know. Now, if you keep Bo Hewley, that would obviously be huge because then you get him, Miller, him, Miller, and Kelton Smith would would be solid. If you add um, Monroe Freeling into that, then you've got two rivals, 250 rivals, 175, whatever guys. That seems like a good class. But if you lose Hewley and you lose out on Freeling, like there's there's a best-case scenario and there's a worst-case scenario. The worst-case scenario is you lose, you lose on Hewley and you lose um, – you lose on Monroe Freeling, and then then you're just kind of like, where do, where do they go from there? So there's a lot of ways O line recruiting uh, could go. Um, I mean, I I feel. I mean, the thing is, so having been in this job a year now, last June when everyone was freaking out about recruiting, I was like, oh gosh, like how's this Georgia class going to end up? And then obviously it ended up being what it was. So now when you see it on the board, it's kind of like, yeah, okay, like it usually gets sorted out. But I mean, they also well, there's had, they also had Matt Luke. Yeah, so there's 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 some um, I I was I wouldn't necessarily say like concern, but there's definitely some um, maybe questions going on with how the offensive line class is going to shake out at the moment. That's all we got to talk about. That's all we got to say about. You, it. I mean, but I want to ask you this real quick. I mean, do you think this coaching staff has earned the benefit of the doubt based on recent history when it comes to um, you know why? the O-line class isn't where maybe people would expect it to be at this time. Well, the thing is, like, okay, the the coaching staff as a whole, sure. But when you look at Stacey Searles, like, sure. how does how does that kind of – and then the thing is, people think Stacey Searles is just some sort of, like, ogre that everyone hates. There are guys that, like – I mean, Cam Pringle, 24 <laughs> guy, a four-star <laughs> four guy. Cam Pringle loves him. He loves Stacey Searles. He loves his, his wife. They're both they're both always hanging out on officials. Cam Pringle loves him. And Cam Pringle looks to be one of the top targets for 24. But um, I don't know. It's um, it's just it's, – it's like one of those things with any – it's an interesting hire because you look at what Kirby Smart has done with his staff hires. Jader Uzadribe, young up-and-coming guy. Fran Brown, an up-and-coming kind of guy. Um, Trey Scott at the time was an up-and-coming guy. And I think – the difference because a lot of people on the board make the comparison, right? Oh, well, you people were bashing Trey Scott back then, and look how he turned out. Trey Scott was an unproven niche commodity at the time, right? Stacey Searles has has been doing this for a long time. Um, so but I and I think this is the other part of it. If it doesn't work out and if Searles isn't recruiting up the Kirby Smart standards and he doesn't see the potential, then he's not afraid to move on. He did that with Coley. Um, you know, he's he's not afraid to to shake up the staff if he needs to. So um, but yeah, long, long, long story short, um, it's a, it's going to be interesting to see how this 23 line class shakes out for sure. Well, and in the context of like the current roster and depth at Georgia, you know, there's only one senior 
on this entire offensive line. And it's Warren Erickson. And technically, I think he could have another year if he wanted to. I suspect this will probably be his last year with Georgia one way or the other. Uh, But that doesn't mean that Georgia's immune to the roster management stuff, either through the portal, or I think you're going to see a a lot of guys go pro. Roger Jones could do it after this year. Cedric Manfran could go after this year. Um, Warren McClendon could do the same. So then all of a sudden you're looking at it and you're like, "Eh, maybe Georgia has to replace like four starters on the offensive line next year. You never know. Um, But, you know, this is summer of 2022 and you're asking me the roster heading into 2023. Actually, no one asked me. I just started talking. I just want to say, uh, Jackson the Great says, Jed, dude, what the heck? What the heck? It's Jed's fault. Is that that your uh, cousin or something like that? Mm, I have a cousin named Jack. I don't think he's much of a YouTube guy, though. Uh, So, I don't know. He did play baseball at Savannah State. Hmm. This this one looks like he's like five, seven. Could be his kid. Could be his kid, yeah. I don't think my cousin has a, a no, I don't think so. I, I feel like I would know. I think I would know. We're not guys, we're, we're close enough to where I would know. I haven't had dinner yet. Pizza time, right? It's mac and cheese and broccoli time. Mm-hmm. I had pizza for lunch today. Uh-oh. How do you cook your broccoli? I steam it uh, and then put a little bit of salt, pepper, and butter, and then a uh, uh, big helping of Hidden Valley Ranch. On the side uh, to go with said broccoli. No cheese, please. Uh, we got that for the mac and cheese. Yeah, we've got that for the mac and cheese. It doesn't touch the broccoli, though. Does not. No, not at all. Yeah. I'm weird for a variety of reasons, but I want to know. Like, I think ranch is overrated. Is that a weird thing? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hidden like, Valley Ranch. Is- I never desire ranch. Like, if it's there, that's fine. Not even with chicken wings. Do you, not, do you not eat chicken wings? I mean, but like, if it's got a good sauce on it already, I don't need to dip it into another sauce. I'll do it on occasion; it's fine. But like, if if the waiter forgot to bring me the ranch, I'm not going to send it back or be. Are mad. you blue, are you are you a blue cheese guy, Dave? Not at all. I don't like blue okay. cheese. Yeah, okay, blue cheese. Like, Jenna, I always blue, tell them to bring Jenna, me the you ranch, blue cheese guy. I barely use it. No, big wings guy, not a blue cheese guy. You're a ranch guy though, with the wings, right? I'm not really either, honestly. Ah, like Dan said, thank you, Dad. Dude, I'm eating wings. If I'm eating wings, it's going to have the buffalo sauce on it and then a coating of the ranch on top of it. Uh, yeah. It's going to be no. like a buffalo ranch. Can we all agree? Buffalo or lemon drums, pepper, though? just straight up. Uh, yeah, definitely flats over drums. I, I can, like, well, I was going <laughs> to, that was going to make a soundboard. Um, but uh, stop there. <laughs> but yeah, flats That's over drums. That's when your filter comes in. Flats, flats over drums. Uh, Irish says, uh, Caleb Downs update. I'm going to leave that for the guys on rumors versus facts. Uh, let them take that question. Those guys will be on tomorrow night. Uh, his name is Jed May. Uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but he's been on our show this whole time. So he's going to be doing double duty. Uh, and then Dane's going to be doing double duty uh, with Roddy and Coach Donnan on Tuesday at noon uh, with the UGA Sports Live. We will not be with you guys next week, unfortunately, uh, because we are heading to New Orleans as a UGA sports group, but I'm sure we'll post some stuff and uh, have some cool content for you guys while we're there. And uh, yeah, just pray for us to get back safe. Or all, all four of us are going plus dash Patrick, Dave and Roddy. Dash isn't going. Dash isn't oh, going. He is not. He told me to. Oh. Not. Mm. So oh. Patrick and, and Dave are still going. Mm-hmm. Patrick will yeah. be enough by himself. Yeah. Patrick is uh 
guys, Patrick is a character. You get him out, uh, get him out in the town. Just okay. let you know. I don't know. I've never, I've never gone out with Patrick before. I've, I've gone fishing. Oh. He's 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 a he's a fun dude doing that. Yeah. All right, New Orleans. I, I don't know the I don't know the rooming situation, but if Vegas is any any indication, I'm the most tame person at UGA Sports, and maybe it's because I'm a dad of two. I don't know. Is Brent not going? I don't believe so. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what does that even mean fellow i don't know um i also got a, a special guest tomorrow with dane and brent rollins i just got that text from brent rollins so special guest with those guys i don't even know i didn't even know they're doing a show tomorrow just got a special you know got a, got a text on that this is a so, special interview that, that, that'll be one that we reveal later in fact uh brent and i are going to hop on this uh, stream deal for a recording in like 20 minutes for our top returning bulldog series so i get to like just glow over lad mcconkey for something nice later, later this how many week. more do you have in that series dane man we've hit going? top 10 it's been like three months and now we're in the top 10 who's number one uh, i'm pretty sure it's bowers but like that's not we really got, a spoiler. We got to right? keep the content coming for the, oh, for the people. My bad. My bad. Yeah. Oh, do, do you want me to come on this show and reveal it? Oh, whoops. I just did. Thanks, Paul. Uh, uh, Fred says, well-deserved break. Thank you, guys. Uh, JR says, good show, guys. Time to get back to watching Bridge Over River Quad. What is that? What is that? I think it's a movie. Is it? That's good. Well, have fun, JR. Guys, yeah, we appreciate it so we appreciate it so much uh, for Dane Young, Jed May, Jason Butt, I'm Paul Meharry. Guys, if you could before you leave, real quick, real quick, don't leave. Uh, hit the like button on this video and share it with your friends if you can. Yo, that's uh, we'll a movie from 1957. Nice, that's all. Two hours and 41 minutes, and you're starting it now. Oh, go so back to watching. That's no, my okay. that's my type of people, man. Nine o'clock, wow. three hour movie, you're ready to go. They don't that's make movies like that anymore. I'm I'm like that, that sounds like a classic. JR might be that guy. Yeah. I think I think that that's old enough that the time has passed where the copyright would have expired, and we could literally do a watch along for that movie as it Ooh. Ooh. I wouldn't mind. And that's that. what I volunteered y'all to do. I will not be on that episode. I will not mind that. Uh Brett says great movie. So if Brett says it, I, I have to uh, I have to listen. So guys, we appreciate it so much. Make sure you hit that like button. We'll have the podcast up for you guys. So your early Monday morning drive back to uh, crazy workplace. You can listen to it. If you're working from home, you can also listen to it. And if you're doing uh, literally anything, you can listen to that podcast. Uh, so Jason, any final words from you? You're looking like a uh, white Tiger Woods down there looking great. Uh, I, I wish my Scottish Open bets would have uh, done better. My, my Tiger retired, brought me zero luck. He brought me Tiger luck at the Masters and, and wherever else he, he was this year, where his leg is about to fall off. And he's supposed to play the next week, right? He's supposed to be supposed yeah. to return to the British Open, so we'll see. Are you still driving over the state border to place your bets and coming back? So today, uh, you, you were late. Uh, Brandon Sudge came into town, and we actually went to the casino in Baltimore. So we were in person yeah. today. Yeah. Old school. Little IP action. Yeah, in person. Maryland is, is strange, man. Maryland, you have the in person, but the mobile's not ready yet. So we'll see. Hey, Louisiana's wide open, so we're good to go. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I'm excited about that, man. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be so much money. It's going to be great. That's in Bennett Futures, everybody. We will uh, we'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> we appreciate it so much. Hit that like button on the video. We'll talk to you guys in uh, two weeks. See ya.